thank you so much for joining us. My name is Cedric Bailey, and welcome to another edition of Sports in the Mix here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Well, we are hoping, praying, and waiting to see what's going to happen with football season. A lot of people are trying to figure out what's going to be happening. As you know, we were scheduled to have the NBA draft watch party that was supposed to be taking place on this Thursday, but that's been pushed off. I had a chance to talk to the uh, Dallas Mavericks, and they've informed us that now the NBA draft is going to be pushed back to about uh, August the uh, 20th. Well, they're going to have the, lo the lottery pick on August 25th, and the draft will be on October the 15th. And to finish the remainder of the season, that will be going on in July, and that's going to be going down in Orlando, Florida. As uh, far as high school sports, college sports, that's still kind of up in the air, but we're going to have to wait and see. But I do have a young man with me by the name of Levante Douglas. I met him with Black Wall Street. I went to, uh, up in Oklahoma City to the Harkins Theater, and I was watching. I said, man, i got to find out. So all of a sudden, I go on social media, and somebody says to me, oh, Levante Douglas, he's your homeboy from Ardmore. I said, really? They said, yeah, and he got connections in Tatum. So, hey, what's up, Coach Douglas? How you doing? What's going on? It's a pleasure to be on the show. Uh, it's really an honor to get to talk on the Sports Network. Um, I've, got, I've had the opportunity, you know, playing in college. And, and, you know, sometimes I'm a high school coach, of course, so I've got to be a part of media and everything. But this is truly an honor. Well, you know, that. my goal is for African Americans to make a difference in the world. And I, I went through the process. If you look around, you've seen all these honors I've gotten, and a lot of people wouldn't have known. And you look down there, and, and you see that picture with me and my young son, and you see he's got his degrees up there, my daughter. You know, so it's so important that we got to get out of there and do that, man. And, and uh, you know, that's what it's about. You just had Father's Day with your dad, right? Yes, sir. I went to uh, Two Frogs. We ate a good meal, me and my brothers and sisters. After that, we uh, went out to the lake and, you know, just chilled out. It's been a great day. Uh, like to come down and see all my family, you know. What, what uh, would you do if I told you that in the document I found out that after African Americans helped build and put that lake together, and when they got it together, they said, well, you got to go to campground number three. You can't go to campground one and two. And I said, why not? Well, that's not for you. You got to go on the other side. It's just uh, mind-blowing that somebody who built it, they can't even be where they want to be. It doesn't make sense to me, you know. Um, I know at, at that time it was um, a different time, you know, where African Americans were treated unfairly and used, so to speak. So I think it's truly wrong, in essence, to, you know, send somebody off who built such a historic thing that we still use today. Well, that's because they had Jim Crow laws, man. Yeah. And, well, you know, I understand it was a different time, you yeah. know. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing because uh, you were part of the crew working out with you guys, and, you know, uh, DeCoven, and mm -hmm. uh, y'all did Black Wall Street Burning, man. So talk about that a little bit. Well, um, we started our company in 2019. It was uh, four entrepreneurs that came together. I was doing music, um, the other two were doing something to do with photography and videography, and also there was a, another guy who, um, who, who did videography as well. You know, I'm kind of odd one out of the bunch, but we uh, had an idea. We was researching, you know, the Black Wall Street and how, how big that was, like how grand that was on a great scale of black excellence, and we, we wanted to you know, kind of bring awareness to that. 
So we started researching and everything. And keep in mind, we never did a mo movie before, before that one. That was our first movie. And we just researched and learned as we went. Uh, we became directors and writers as we went. And uh, I became a film scorer, um, something that I've never thought I would do. But it's truly been an honor because God has truly blessed us ever since then. You know, not having experience in this area of making movies and because it's, it's a different it's a different thing to make a movie you make it make a documentary or a music video or something of that nature but a movie is a whole different other thing it's a whole lot that goes into that and uh really have to give honor to you know my two my two business partners the two directors that everyone may have uh came encounter with marcus brown and decoven riggins um but it's actually they actually did a lot of the work because you know I, i'm a coach so I wasn't around too much. So some of the scenes I got to be full course in there, but a lot of things, you know, they did. They picked up the slack, and uh, you know, I came in on the latter end, you know, and did did some things to fill in at, at certain points. You yeah. Know? Well, I see some of your family. They came down when we had it at the Goddard Center, and there were several people that uh, my girl and I saw uh, from at uh, church. And they told us, they said, you know, they broke down. And a lot of people, some people couldn't even finish the film. They had to get up and walk out the theater, man. It's, it's really a pivotal point in history because it's a black Wall Street, something that today we don't even have running. And even in those times, it was much harder to even get things going because we wasn't allowed to have black businesses and all that. But we had a whole entrepreneurship of money coming through uh, a certain district. And that's amazing to me because just due to everything that they went through, you know, the discrimination, not being able to have business uh, businesses on, a, on different sides of towns and all that, it's just amazing to me how they built a black Wall Street. Wow. And then it was destroyed, bombed. Yeah. That's terrorism yes. in our own country. That's and terrorism. Nobody, and nobody went to jail for it. Nobody nobody uh, is held accountable for that. Yeah. And and then recently we had the, uh, I don't even want to say his number, let's just say 45, had the audacity to want to come Juneteenth weekend and still came that weekend. And, uh, and a lot of people says, what are you thinking? Why would you pick this time period to come to a city where the largest massacre occurred? I think it's strategically planned. Um, I think it's just showing a lack of respect uh, because during these during these times, you know, with racial tension coming along, this is just not the time to do stuff like that. I get it. If, if that's not your intent, I'm not here to speak on intentions or nothing. I'm not getting to the antics, but it's definitely a wrong time, especially when we having all this racial tension especially with the history that's in that district. It's just flat-out disrespectful to me. Yes, it is. Well, uh, we're speaking with Levante Douglas. He's a native of Ardmore, finished uh, class of 2011, played for Coach Josh Newby. And, uh, well, I played for uh, well, not, well, Larry McBroom. Yeah, McBroom, yeah. But, but jo uh, Newby. Coach Newby, I can't call him Josh. Okay, you know I, I mean? Coach Newby uh, was my DB coach. Yes. That's what I wanted to say. You played up under that team. And how did y'all do when you played? Uh, we we did okay. You know, we were athletic. 
we we had some things in place that affected us later on when we got to the latter part of the season. You know, injuries hit us. Um, we had some disciplinary disciplinary uh, problems. Was you before Gresham or after Gresham? I was after Gresham. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gresham was the real deal. Yeah, he was the real deal. I remember being in middle school, actually, and, you know, seeing him doing his thing kind of inspired me. Number that, 11. That whole class really was a, a great class. Like, they and they in basketball too. Yeah, basketball. They were they were uh, semifinalists, I think. Yeah, I had to go up against uh, Booker T. Washington. You know. Yeah, yeah. out of Tulsa. Yeah, yeah, Booker T. Washington. We know all about them, especially during my years. Uh, mm-hmm. They beat us out in basketball. Uh, probably every year that we played them, that was the team that beat us. But uh, we've always during my times we always had the talent and everything like that. It's just hard for us to come together. Now. Norman North, you guys are green and white. Is that what you're calling? I'm at Norman High. Oh, you're at, you're at Norman High? Yeah. The, they're the Tigers, right? Yeah, they're the Tigers. So once a Tiger, always a Tiger. Now see, that? that's what I'm talking about, man. So when you left Ardmore Tigers, where did you go play your college ball at? I went to University of Central Oklahoma. The Broncos. Yep, the Broncos. Or a lot of people like to say the Bronchos because that's how it's spelled. But, How'd y'all do there? Uh, my first couple years, we weren't too great. You know, we were coming off probation and everything, trying to restart a program. Got Did you a, get a scholarship? Yeah, I, I went on scholarship, and um, it was actually it helped me get through my college career, you know, because I, I couldn't afford college at University of Central Oklahoma. It's the third biggest school by enrollment. Yes. You know, so, uh, but, yeah, my first couple years, we weren't very great. We had moved to the toughest uh, conference in the nation, you know, Everybody we're playing is ranked top 10 in the mm-hmm. nation of D2. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were just trying to get a program started. And, you know, I knew that going in, mm-hmm. that it, it wasn't a very great program. Did, did you start your first year or second year, or how'd it go? Well, uh, I redshirted my first year, and I, I'm kind of glad I did now. Uh, after my Freshman spring, I started from then on out. So I started all four years of my actual playing career. Wow, that's good. Yeah, and and some a few picks or so. Who did you have to go up that made it to the next level? Who did you have to go up against? Oh, uh, I actually had a lot of teammates receiver wise that did big things. You know, I had a guy out of Union named Chris Hood, all time record leader, and then uh, had a guy named Josh Crockett who played at uh, Kansas City recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.T. Looper, which I saw him at Two Frogs, which is kind of weird. He He's from Texas originally. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went up against, against a lot of great receivers, you know. Um, that Oh, John Brown. He oh, yeah. Pitt, Pitt State. I think he plays for uh, – who does he play for now? Uh, maybe the Ravens? Yeah. The Cardinals? John Brown. I thought he played for the Titans. Did he play for them? We get know these guys come and go for the teams. But he did play for the Ravens. He played for Baltimore. Yes, that's what he played for. But yeah, they call him Smoke. Yeah, Smoke Dog. <laughs> was he was he the real deal? Yeah, he was real deal. He was a uh, super, so, tremendously fast. Like it was a very tough competition. But at that time, I was playing safety, so I didn't really get to guard him. But I knew the damage he done. You know, <laughs> so so how is that when you playing safety? You say, well, I'm, you gonna go right here, and then I'm gonna pick him up from right here. You know. Well, with the scheme that they had put us in, you know, it kind of put uh, corners in 
in uh, one-on-one situations. Mm-hmm. You know, they put me in the box, you know, double tight, not double tight, but two backs, one tight end, one flanker out, you know, wide receiver. So I had to give X calls, you know, and it's one-on-one. Wow. And I, I can't, you know, I can't not play uh, play action because I got to feel run support too, so. Well, I watched Central State play this year. I watched uh, uh, T-Row play for, for them. Yeah, T-Row. And then I watched O'Shea. Yeah, O'Shea is – I'm really proud of him. He he surpassed me, you know. Um, it's not a competition or anything. I wanted him to surpass me because he was a freshman when I was when I was leaving. And he played at Long Grove. Yeah. Played at Long Grove. He's homegrown. You know, we consider that hard more. At least I do. Yeah, I do too. He, he's one of us, you know. And uh, he became an All-American. You know, that's one of the things I didn't accomplish. But I had a – I had a really great career. Um mm-hmm. Started for four years, you know, had all-conference three years in a row. Uh, I have a record at the school, you know. I've been told that I've opened up the doorway for our kids here to get recruited, you know. They, wow, that's great, so man. So, it, it's, it's been an honor, you know. It was, it was hard. It was tough at first, you know, going into something that's not very great and then rebuilding it. Wow. Because um, my latter years, my junior and senior year, you know, we became – Eight win teams, you know, winning ball games and everything. Really? How was that? It, it it was great. It was really, I was really proud of that fact because I came into nothing and made it something, you know. Um, and what did your family have to say about it? Because you know, the greatest thing is after the game is having your family come on the sideline, win or lose, and be there. And and now you're a coach and you get a chance to see that, man. So what does that mean, Levante, just to have your dad and family there at those games and you know they're hollering at you, man? Man, uh, I feel like this. Um, you can't do things alone. You need support system. And that's that's one of the most important things you need in life. You can't do things on your own. A lot of people say they're self-made. They're not self-made. Somebody along the lines helped them. It may not have been a parent. It may have been a family friend, maybe a former coach. But I feel like that support system you have is what keeps you going. You mm-hmm. know, it keeps you inspired. Because if you don't have nobody cheering you on or, you know, just there for you, you, you just kind of wonder, where am I at? Am I, I doing you. okay? What was your number, by the way? My number was 28. 28, huh? And when, when, they, when you said you were from Ardmore, what was the first thing they say to you? Uh, he he, one of them rough kids. <laughs> uh, he down there from the south. Uh, you know, we, we kind of got a rep, you know, of kids being rough or whatever, coming from, you know, you might be from the east side of town. But I, I told him, <laughs> I told him, I mean, it's kind of like any other place, you know. Um, we might have that rep because, you know, in 2011, 2012, we, we was considered most dangerous city by uh-huh. pure capital. But I'm telling him, like, we grew up just like y'all grew up. Yeah. Now, I would say we are a little rough. Yeah, we are. Now hold that thought now, Coach. We're talking with Coach Levante Douglas. He's hanging out with us here on Sports in the Mix, here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. I got to find out who's NFL We'll be right back. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. Check it out, Limo. <laughs> Got a brand new motorcycle jacket and matching leather pants. Now let's go for a ride and tell everyone that Liberty Mutual customizes their motorcycle insurance. 
So you only pay for what you need. Oh my gosh, this leather does not breathe well. You can't suffocate in leather, can you? Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. Are you a business owner looking for funding? Greenbox Capital is here to help by providing easy working capital loans in as little as 24 hours. Visit GBoxCapital.com slash apply now to fill out a short form and get started today. With funding from $3,000 to a half million dollars, Greenbox Capital can help. Visit GBoxCapital.com slash apply now to receive a special offer of 10% off cost of working capital. GBoxCapital.com slash apply now and get business funding needed without stress from traditional lenders gboxcapital.com slash apply now fast funding for small businesses and welcome back to sports of the mix here on the big game christian sports network i'm cedric bailey along with uh levante douglas and when we left off we were talking about his uh, college career playing uh, football at central state the broncos and now we're going to shift and talk about a little college football in the nfl now who's your favorite nfl team man well, I'm at a time, you know, I was looking out for the Saints, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't really say I'm a fan of any team. You just be, like the players. I just like the players, and I, I like to, since I am a coach, you know, I overanalyze everything. So I watch the game. It don't matter who I'm watching. I'm coaching at the same time. So I really can't say I'm a fan of anybody, or I'm leaning towards anybody. You just like a good game. I like a good game, you know. Um, Let me give you an example. Last year at the Super Bowl, it was, of course, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs against the 49ers. Mm -hmm. To me, that was the best. I mean, most people thought it was going to be Baltimore Ravens in the AFC instead of Kansas City. But Kansas City was known as the Cardiac Kids. The biggest surprise was the Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry running that ball. And they they just got games won until they ran it against Kansas City. Mahomes, you can't count that guy out in any kind of way. But Lamar Jackson, it was his year to take them all away. They yeah. just, they just stumbled, man. Yeah, yeah, they did stumble. It, uh, I think it came to, um, like I said, well, when we was talking about making plays. You know, they had plenty of opportunities early in the game to put them away. Honestly. Um, but they didn't capitalize on the on the opportunities that they had. If you look back in that game, also, I don't think they came with a different game plan. They got out of their game plan. You had uh, Monfort, is that his name? The running back, uh, uh, Mozart. Oh yeah, yeah. For uh, 49ers. you know, they had him. They had a three-headed monster offense deal, but they they got away from their offense at the end, because they blew the game, they blew it in the last six minutes. Yeah. You know Mahomes was coming. I kept saying, because we had a Super Bowl party, man, man, they was riding me, because they already know I'm a Cowboy fan. They was riding on me, man. Well, since your team out, who you going with? Well, I'm going I'm going to go with, I'm putting my money on Mahomes. Mahomes, he likes to play up under pressure, and that's the kind of quarterbacks you need to have. I just kept feeling that Jimmy G just didn't, you know, yeah, he played for the, the Patriots, but, you know, he'd never been in a big game situation where he had to make the call. If he had made that connection and hit his, his uh, receiver, they would have won the game at the last second. Because it, it, if you remember, uh, 49ers had a good run game mm-hmm. that whole game. Why did they change it? Why did they get away from running the ball? You know what I mean? Why stop it if it's, if it's still working? Mm-hmm. I feel like they've – 
that was a terrible call, you know. I, maybe I don't know what they saw. Maybe they saw a different look. Mm-hmm. But, I'm just glad it wasn't the Patriots in that thing no more, man. Because I was thinking, oh yeah, you give Tom Brady uh, a chance. He didn't have he didn't, he didn't have the weapons, and with Gronk not being a part of the team, which he's back now, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, with with uh, Tampa Bay. What what the thing about the thing about Tom Brady? He he's a gamer. He may not be the most athletic dude, and we all see it. He he's not very athletic. He knows the game. He's smart. He knows how to win. You know, uh, I look at him and Belichick when they had that system going on. It was kind of like one of the more structured programs in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The reason I know that is because I know some guys who was on the practice squad. Bill Belichick was running like a, a college program. Yeah. So y'all late, y'all gonna run. Yeah. You know things like that. You know, just doing little things right, being, being perfect, trying to be perfect. You know, striving for perfection, not messing yourself up. You know. Well, yeah. Let me. Well, let me ask you a question now, because the question is now, since the uh, the commissioner Roger Goodell made his statement a few weeks ago that they made a big mistake, that they got it wrong. And they didn't listen to Cap. And then after you had to hear all the talk shows over the weekend say, well, why don't you just call his name out and tell him he was right? And then later on, he had to come and say, well, I invite any team to give him a chance. And I think the latest word is it either the Chargers or somebody. What's the deal on Cap and that? And how do you feel about his situation, Coach? I, I feel like he's, he's slighted. I think they should, uh, due to – the amount of money he missed out on, the amount of seasons, he should be um, reinstated with all his his uh, bonuses and all that. You know what I'm saying? I think that's where you should start with that. And then you should get open up the team, you know, because how do you know he still necessarily wants to play? I think uh, the right thing to do with his situation is, like I said, give give his money back to him, you know, all – because it was, they say it was a misunderstanding, but I, I'm not gonna get into the antics of that. I'm gonna talk sports, but I think that that's where it should start, and then you know you you get the teams coming in, and also making it making it a point to give him the option to not hold his his beliefs against him, you know, because what he was doing didn't have. Any effect on the game? It didn't have anything to do with the flag, neither. He told you. He just said that he was speaking out because he was tired of seeing African Americans. Because you know he's, I think his his mom was black and his dad was white, or or it was vice versa on that. Yeah. But you know, and he grew up in Wisconsin. He grew up as a Packer fan. You know, played for the Forty Niners. But people took that and out of character. And started judging him and just and, – and, and the only reason he did it was because some military person told him he ought to make a stand. Yeah, and it's – I think it's kind of backwards thinking how, they, how they'll say, okay, shut up and play football. But at the same time, y'all making it more political than he is. Yeah, you're right about that. You know what I mean? Y'all making a bigger deal than what he's doing. Y'all, y'all drew the attention to what he was doing more than he was. Y'all made it a big deal, and then y'all want to tell him he's wrong for it. Mm-hmm. Which right. I don't understand that, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, well, look at uh, the quarterback Mahomes. He's got his daddy is is uh, African American. His wife, is, mother is white. So you know you got a lot of you got a lot of athletes. Russell Wilson, Dad Prescott, father black, mother white. You know that's just the way it is nowadays. So you know it's they can't help the way they were born and everything like that. You know. Also, if the NFL wants to stay out of social justice issues and shut up and play football, let's say that. Then stay out of all of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't don't pick and choose which ones you want to talk about and draw attention to. You're either going to play football or you're going to do both. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not fair to say, oh, we can't talk about this one, but we can talk about this one. You think they're going to get the season back on track or with COVID-19? Because, man, it's, it's, it's scary, man. I, it's, it's a hard one to swallow, Coach Douglas. Oh, I don't know. It's just so much that goes into it. Speaking – Speaking from a high school coach uh, perspective, it's a little hard to see that with the implications we have. You know, wearing the mask and kids got to stay six feet apart. That's hard to do, ain't it? Yeah, and also if a kid comes in with a fever, you got to sit 14 days out. and It's just so much that goes into it because um, how, how do they expect us to actually play football when we can't even touch each other or be close to each other? And that's, that's what we're dealing with right now. Yeah. On, on the college level, it's like, okay, we have these cases going on, but are we still going to play? Yeah, and that's amazing. They said Zeke got, uh, for the Cowboys, got COVID. And then I was reading the other day, there's some players in high school that's got it or so. Uh, I just hate saying it, but, you know, you could be in the middle of the season, all of a sudden your best player comes down with it. Then what are you going to do? Uh, you just got to roll with the punches if if that's the case. If you're kind of going to continue to, you know, go through the season, which I'm I'm really having my doubts because of, uh, you know, there's been programs already shut down here in Oklahoma, Blackwell, Blackwell and near Ponca City and K up in that area or northern Oklahoma. Yeah, they've already been shut down because the coach has tested positive for COVID-19. So even even if another school district allows their team to play, what if it comes to the point of, okay, these teams aren't playing because they're not playing for the rest of the year. This school district decided we're not going to play. So who is going to be the opponent? There's another side to that. Like what if uh, 6A, let's say 6A1, I coach 6A1, let's say half the teams decide not to play. Their district says, no, we're not going to do sports or who's the who's the competition you know so it's a lot of factors in there and also we have to look at the well-being of the kids and with this unknown disease we don't we don't really know the implications of how it affects you know different kids the mortality rate and everything um because there's something different every other day about you're right college football is just right around the corner um I like what uh, Coach Riley's doing there at Oklahoma. He's concerned about the players. I know Mike Gundy, he's been under the the frying pan for wearing a shirt and his comments. And and one thing about his players, they stood up and let him know how they felt about the situation. You see the quarterback at A&M, he says, look, we got to get some of this done. And then the uh, Texas Longhorns, what do you think about these college players that are stepping up, you know, and saying what they're going to do and what they're not going to do? Well, they're, they're taking ownership of it because they know that they the the school needs them to play. You know what I mean? Uh, 
and I, I look at coaches, even if even if you're not into politics or all that's going on, you you're silent about it. You have to you have to be conscious of the things you're saying and the things you're doing and the things you're representing, because kids are going to see this. And you know, with a touchy time like this, you have to you have to be aware of what's going on. Like, regardless of your intentions, you still have to be aware. It comes wow. with the it comes with the the factor of being a coach. Wow. Well, listen, my time is up. Gonna have to go ahead and uh, how how can people follow you on social media? Uh, my my Instagram <laughs> is sir underscore Levante L E V O N T E. Um. Uh, you can look up my name on Facebook, Levante Douglas. That's one S on the Douglas. And uh, that's really the only two I use. I use Twitter, but I don't really use it a lot. I use it to help my kids get recruited and everything. But you can follow me on there at L Doug, uh, Coach. Let me look it up. I don't even know. That's how Go ahead, man, and pull it up right yeah. quick. Coach Levante Douglas is hanging out with us today. He coaches at Norman. High school in uh, Norman, Oklahoma, home of the Tigers. And, of course, uh, as a matter of fact, my good friend Coach Fleming is right down the road from me at, at Moore Lions. So I got to get up there and everything and check you guys out. I sure was looking forward to the state track meets being here, but that didn't get to happen, man. But what oh, you got? Oh, man. I hate to say – I usually don't talk like this. I'm usually a humble coach. Because you coach track. I coach track, and this was going to be a very great year for, for us. Especially in the sprints. I'm the sprinter coach at uh, Norman High. And, you know, my kids have really bought into the programs that I brought. And, you know, they we we had some talent come through, of course. But uh, it was going to be an ugly year for everybody else because my kids were really excelling at the beginning of the year. And what, what made it even worse for me, I wanted to show off in front of my home crowd. Oh, you know? man. <laughs> State state was gonna be at you know at Noble Stadium and I was I was prepared you know uh, my kids were they were really excited about it and I hate that their work didn't get to be shown. Yeah. So what did you say to your seniors? I said, well, you know you can't you can't really dictate what happens, especially with something like this. Only thing you can do is respond. You know, uh, I know it, it hurts. But they, a lot of things happen that you don't understand. But you always have to respond. You know, think about the think about the good things that we've experienced over the years. You know, and and uh, just remember, remember, it's not all about the achievements, but the memories. Sometimes that's why I coach because I want to impact lives. I said, "What is it? What does it mean if we win a state championship if I didn't impact your life?" And how long you been coaching now? Uh, I've been coaching for four years now. Uh, I would say four and a half. I was kind of interning, being a strength and conditioning coach at Edmond Memorial for a semester. And I I ended up not staying there, and I moved to Norman and got into football, coaching football and coaching track. So this, this, this coming up year will be my fifth year. Do y'all play at Memorial Stadium as well, or where do y'all play at up there? Uh, do y'all have a high school stadium? Yeah, we have a high school stadium. We we play Norman North the first week of the school, uh, not the first week of the school year, but uh, we play them at the Crosstown Clash, which is played at OU. The two town, the two schools in town are going to play each other at OU. Uh, so we play there once a year. Um, usually we share a field, uh, 
at Norman High, which is our field, I have to say that, you know. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> uh, we share that field with Norman North. That's where we play all our our um, games. Games at. Mm-hmm. I got you, man. Well, we're looking forward to the season. And if you're ever off one weekend, you know, I'll be in the press box, man. And so, hey, we, we get little crunks. I got to get all this music for the players while they're warming up and everything. Because, you know, I don't want to play all my time music. I want to play the music for them to make sure that they're ready to go. But uh, listen. If y'all was looking for my Twitter, I finally found it. You know, I, I'm not on there often, but you can DM me or at me or anything. It's at Coach L. Douglas 1. Well, give that to me one more time. At Coach L. Douglas 1. Well, all right, man. Well, I sure appreciate you, man. And, hey, we're looking forward to another great season and things. And, and by the way, we want to – can't wait for you guys to put – the uh, Coven and, and Marcus put together another uh, production of, of course, Black Wall Street Burning. And as we go, man, I want to commend you because you guys made history to be able to go into a theater and especially – this this George Floyd situation has opened up a lot of things now, and I know it, it's a different world now. Uh, the regents of Oklahoma have got to vote if they're going to change Murray Hall at Oklahoma State. they got to make a decision, and if they do, it's going to be a big problem. You know about that situation. You heard yeah. about it, right? Yeah. Um, I think that was our initial plan, you know, coming with the movie, uh, to bring awareness. Cause I'm not I'm not gonna lie for some, for some years I didn't know about it, and I really I I didn't know what to expect you know making this movie but I noticed uh, an upward spiral of uh, interest concerning the Black Wall Street you know and then there was conversations about it being taught in school which we never learned yeah they're, they're they're starting this year yeah and uh, every day you know because we have a we have a Twitter feed. I actually don't run that. That's more of Marcus thing. But uh, every day, people are contacting us. Uh, we put the we put the movie on Vimeo. Yeah, because the lady asked me at church today, and I already told her where to go. Yeah, uh, put the vi- and it actually made a lot of hashtags. Black Lives Matter. And uh, people are watching it. They're going there. Yes, every day I I see people that are from different places buying the movie and. You know, adding us on Twitter and it's just bringing awareness and it's it's a blessing to you know to even show because we we didn't we didn't know how it was gonna turn out we just did it and uh, wow sparked a lot of interest and that's that's a blessing you know because that's a pivotal point in history wow it definitely is Coach Levante Douglas our guest today here on Sports in the Mix here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network thanks a lot Coach and look forward to seeing you this fall and we're gonna be staying prayed up thank you for having me and y'all stay blessed.